What's up, everybody? We're back with another episode of Those Giddies. Mike just told me it's going to be the fourth episode. It is going to be the fourth episode. Very exciting. Of the third season. Okay, so today we're going to hit you guys with a topic that causes a ton of confusion, and we're trying to ameliorate that for you right off the bat. So stay with us. We'll be right back. ¿Qué tal, Andrés? ¿Cómo estás? Pues yo personalmente mejor que nunca. Miguel, dime, ¿qué estás haciendo últimamente? Yo, macho, estoy trabajando y yendo al gimnasio más que nunca, ¿sabes? Wait, hold yeah. on. Those are some weird phrases. Like, that doesn't really make sense when you translate that in English. If I'm saying I'm doing better than that, that you were working out or, or working more than never? More than never. Yeah, that sounds weird when you when you translate it into English. I think uh, there's a topic okay. there. I think we can talk about exactly how you go about translating that. Yeah, how about we do that? What if we do an entire episode devoted to ever and never for all the headaches that it provokes in Spanish? I will never, ever do that with you, Andres. Hey. <laughs> no, I think that's a good idea. On the ever, folks. Yes, Hell we will. Yeah. And we're getting ready to do it right now. So... Um, there are, in my opinion, two primary uses of the English ever, all right? So to break it down real briefly, we have at any time, and then you also have of all time, all right? Those are the two. Now, at any time, I think for the most part, appears in the form of a question, and you'll say something like, um, have you ever been out of the country? Have you ever tried this restaurants food right and this ever what does it mean at any time in your life at any point yeah. right and so in spanish mostly i i think always right they say alguna vez mm-hmm. and yeah. this means a time so have you ever been out of the country as we said earlier has salido del país alguna vez and because of its flexibility you can start with alguna vez has salido del país o tu país Mm-hmm. And so it's the first one's pretty easy. Well, can I can I say this too? Is this something we were talking about? You're going to hear this almost all the time in questions because then what would be the correct way to respond to that? Alguna vez has ido a España? You'd be like, si, he ido a España una vez, or I think you could also say alguna vez, but that means like once. That doesn't really mean ever when you respond with alguna vez. Or with Unibase, that means like once. So it's really yep. primarily in the question form that you're going to have this translation of better. Anyway, take it away. All right, so just rocketing forward to point number two of all time. All right, so this is like in all of the history of mankind. And we use it uh, in sentences like um, Kiss was the best rock band ever. Or I'll give you a Spanish one to see if you can pick up on it. So... Um, no se debe descartar el hecho de que este pudiera ser el mejor podcast de todos los tiempos. All right, so what I just get, what I just said. Um, we can't disavow, disregard the fact that this could be the best podcast of all time. All right, of Don't all time. Content, the rules of grammar. Yeah. So, and then that one was de todos los tiempos. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, so I'm going to jump on that. There's another similar way that you can say ever 
when it means a very similar thing to that. And this is, for me, where it gets a little bit complicated. You can use the word Hamas, um, which Hamas is generally translated as never, but you can also use it in the positive way that we use ever in English. So let me go into this. If you want to use Hamas, uh, meaning ever at the end of a sentence, then you have to have a verbal phrase that goes with it. So if I wanted to say, Los Beatles son el mejor, uh, son la mejor banda de todos los tiempos, I could also say, Los Beatles son la mejor banda jamás que se ha grabado, that has been recorded. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so you would have to have that verbal phrase at the end. You can't just say, Los Beatles son la mejor banda jamás. You, you can't say it like that. You have to, so remember, you got to have the verbal phrase at the end. Andres, can you give us another example with that one just so we can have it a little bit more clear? Yeah, and, and I'll give you an example using both ways. So remember a second ago I said ever, like we're talking about now, it's of all, all times. You could say, ella me dio el mejor beso de toda mi vida, de todos los tiempos, something like this. And you're, so that means she gave me the Best hug, or did I say kiss? I think it's a kiss. <laughs> ever, of all time. Or, if you want to use Hamas in a positive way, you would say, Ella me dio el mejor beso que jamás me ha dado. Yeah, just like that. Ella me dio el mejor beso que jamás me ha dado. O que jamás me ha dado, o que, que jamás se ha besado. The best kiss that has ever been kissed. <laughs> I like that yeah. one. But anyway, you guys, so just remember, then this is uh, definitely something that I struggled with for a while. This is something I'm only learning pretty recently, is that, again, with Hamas, if you want to use it in a positive way to mean ever at the end of a sentence instead of never, uh, you have to use that verbal phrase at the end. Hamas se ha pasado, Hamas se ha grabado, Hamas me ha dado, something like that. Um, and this this text assertion is not to rob anybody of incentive to really buckle down and learn how to use Hamas as a positive with a verbal phrase. But I find it so much easier because you're always using Hamas as ever to say of all time to just find like the adequate substitute like de todos los tiempos, de toda la historia, o de toda mi vida. When we're talking about ever, it's usually in the context of like, um, yeah, of all time, or at least in my life. Like that's what we're, ever doesn't have like a very, if you think about it, the most specific meaning in English. It's relative to if we're saying like, she gave me the best kiss. Well, that's not going to be of all time, is it? Mm. Right? Because I'm not going to file through. Yeah, the best kiss you've ever gotten or the best kiss well, let me say, I think if you say best kiss you've ever gotten, then that's more specific to you. But if you say ever, at least, I think it's more often used as the kind of anyone has ever gotten, like total universal, you know. But I think definitely sometimes there would be times when people don't use it like that and they use it more. That's the best concert I've ever been to. Yeah, that one's not talking about, you and, know, and the I universe. This year, folks, dude, we're talking about being familiar with Spanish for like 10 years, living in Spain for three. I should have been comfy with this in really good long time ago. Nah, not the case. So what I do is I print out uh, a bunch of questions and I translate them with the teachers, the Spanish teachers that I work with. And every single time 
uh, ever comes up in the positive way, they say something like, in todos los tiempos de toda mi vida, de toda la historia. Yeah. So that's when I kind of figured that maybe Hamas is, while it's possible and grammatically correct, it's overlooked maybe because it's like a little difficult to use or for whatever reason, even the natives opt to do this form of ever. So I would just recommend of all time. Okay, so what we need you to do is give us your best example of Hamas in a sentence below in the comments. So in Spanish, Danos vuestro mejor mensaje usando jamás que jamás se os ha ocurrido. That's what I'm talking about. That's ever occurred to you. Absolutely. Um, so do you want to go on to like the, the phrases with the evers now? Yeah, like usually I have rapid fire for you guys and I got it again, but there's something that I need to clean up because English, Spanish, when we try to understand these two side by side, well, they don't normally fit so ideally. Um, there's this really exaggerative ever that we use that's actually quite vapid and it's uh it's just like a semantic or what what do we say semantics semantics yeah so i'm talking about semantics right so um when we say things like ever since which you will want to say at some point or ever so like that kid was just ever so cute um these evers don't mean anything don't get upset they just don't because when you take them away the sentence stays the exact same for instance, ever since I went to Spain, I've noticed that my Spanish has improved. Okay, so we'll want to say ever here, and we'll be searching in our minds for how to use the tips that we just told you about, but they're irrelevant. This ever isn't in Spanish, because what you're really saying is since you went to Spain. Mm -hmm. That's all you're actually saying. And we just have this cute way of accentuating, and I don't know, you might need to cut this out if it doesn't seem so pertinent, but sometimes... You get lost in translation trying to imitate too closely the other language. And so something like, a mi me gusta, to emphasize el chocolate, would be like, um, I, myself, like chocolate. And that's just silly. You know, like, we, we wouldn't take that step and we wouldn't say that natively or naturally. So this is one of those cases where ever doesn't get translated, just drops off. Yeah. I think that was a great point uh, to make. Because when you're translating, I think sometimes we can get caught up in trying to translate word for word when way more than that, you have to just, the very first thing you gotta do is read the sentence and, and, and this is the opposite of what you were saying with the masculine and feminines. You have to see the essence of the sentence. You don't try to translate it word for word. You have to do the essence of the sentence. Because you ask what this means. What this means, you know? not, not what is the translation of this word. You say, what does this sentence as a whole mean? What is the idea they're trying to communicate? And then you work on, and then you work on the translation. Because again, uh -huh. if you try to translate each word, the evers, that they, they cease to have any meaning. And it doesn't make yep. any sense. But that's, that's so, a yeah. great point. Ever since uh, I went to Spain is actually just since. Since you So you would say, desde fui a España, he notado que mi español ha mejorado. Um, if you say ever so, that cat is ever so cute, you would just say tan. So keep in mind that when you're trying to translate ever, there's, there's quite a bit to think about. It's not just one word in Spanish, right? Or, yeah, yeah, in Spanish. For us, it's one word, and it's really um, multifaceted. It's got a whole bunch of meanings, and for them, they're going to use nunca, jamás, de los todos tiempos, de toda la historia, de toda mi vida, and finally... There's going to be times where you want to use ever 
and ask yourself, does this actually inject a sentence with new meaning? And if it's no, in instances like ever since and ever so, you're not going to include it in the Spanish sentence. All right, that's that's what I got, and I also have some rapid-fire uses. So, Ev, um, as always or as ever, so, como siempre, um, como siempre, he tomado mi café con canela y jengibre esta mañana. So that means, like, as ever, as always, um, más que nunca, I think that you said that mm-hmm. in the beginning of the episode, Mike, and that means more than ever. Mm-hmm. So you'll notice, like we said earlier, nunca is not being used for the positive, in the positive sense. Mejor que nunca, I said, better than ever. And then we get to this perplexing point of forever. And another confession needs to be made. Look, I made it this far up to today, actually knowing the real distinction here, but... Para siempre is forever, and so is por siempre. And if you want to use them right, it's not too difficult. Para siempre is like until the end of time, until my dying breath, but that's the the idea, right? So, te voy a amar para siempre means I'm just going to love you until the end of time. And that one is way more common. I hear that one way more often than I'd ever hear por siempre. Por siempre kind of jumps out at me as sounding kind of weird. Good, good to point out. Yeah, if, you, if you're like vacillating between the two, just uh, take por siempre. <laughs> yeah. Hedge your bets. Por siempre, for those that are interested, we, this is focused on the continuity of time. So if you said, te amaré por siempre, a Spanish person, beside being a little... Um, maybe off-put or confused why you're focusing on that and not pausing. Um, they're going to understand you as saying, I'm going to love you continuously, day in, day out, like without cessation. So that's more, <laughs> that's slightly more intense than the parasy. The parasy is like, I'll be loving you in 50 years. Than like love, it can make someone be taken aback. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if that love is not uh, reciprocated. <laughs> 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 Ooh, that's kind of... Uh. Yeah, so right, para, para siempre, gente. That's what we want to say. Um, nunca antes means ever before. So, ahora, más que nunca antes, la gente usa mucho las redes sociales. So, now, more than ever, people are using uh, social media. And then, finally, there's this... I don't know if this is dated or not. I don't really use it myself too often, but ever more and it's like you know Andres you're always coming in with the old with the like the old phrases I love them yeah but but I just do this because they're so common in Spanish so you need to know cada vez más and it's like more and more what you'll be tempted to say as you may be able to guess is más y más but you won't hear natives dropping that line so yeah rip it from your diction we want cada vez más and this is more and more. Su salud se iba mejorando cada vez más. So his health was kept getting better and better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Heck yeah. Sweetie, so those are all your rapid fires? Yeah. Not so rapid, but let's uh, peruse on to never. See if we can't stump these people some more. Well, let me say this. I feel like this one is a little bit easier. There is one thing that I do want to point out that might not be totally... Uh, that might not make sense without, you know, thinking about it beforehand. 
but more or less never, never is very similar to the way that we use it in English. Um, so never can be either nunca or jamás. Um, and if you say, eh, oye, Andres, has ido a España alguna vez? And if he says, rather than saying, yes, I've gone once, if he says, no, I've never gone, no, I've never been, then he'd say, jamás he ido a España, or nunca he ido a España. If you put the nunca and the jamás, the beginning of the sentence. However, this is the part I was saying is a little bit tricky. If you put the jamás or the nunca at the end of the sentence, you still need the negative in front of the verb. So if Andres were going to say, Again, Spanish um, syntax is very lax compared to English syntax. You can move words all over the place. But so if Andres wanted to change it up a little bit, he could say, No, no he ido a España jamás. Or no, no he ido a España nunca. And both of those ways. So remember, uh, nunca jamás, at the beginning of the sentence, that takes the place of the negative in front of the verb. Nunca o jamás, at the end of the sentence, you still need the no in front of the verb to say, to show that it is negative. Yeah, and what you've done is planted a nice segue for me to just rifle through some of these expressions that I have jotted down and then I'll come back. But because you said nunca jamás, it's also roughly, and I would say quite uh, well translated as never, ever. So just be aware of that because you're, you're really emphasizing the fact like you've never been to Spain. So whether you say it like with a tone that implies you really would like to or that you never would want to, you're saying never ever. It's not just like a soft, no, I've never been. Uh, so I've got a real good, I've got a real good real world example for this. If you want to be T-Swift, you want to say we are never ever getting back together. You say nunca jamás. <laughs> so this is a um, personal technique that has been scurred and investigated, and I think that it's correct, at least if people agree with me online, that's not hard to find, is it? Anyways, um, there's a tiny, um, what's it called? There's just a difference. There's, there's a nuance between jamás and nunca. And the better you get with Spanish, the better you'll be able to pick which one is right in some instances. And so, um, arguably, Hamas packs a more powerful punch. And Hamas is way more commonly found with sentences that are in the future or conditional. And I want to lay this out for you in the form of an example. So, Hamas comería a un perro. Right? Like, I would never eat a dog. I'm in Thailand and I'm offended to see dog heads everywhere. Okay? So, mm. you could say nunca comería un perro, but I promise you, way more native speakers will drop jamás. It definitely, it definitely feels a lot more emotional when you say jamás. That's like, you're almost like offended when you're saying jamás. Would you do that? Jamás lo haría. ¿Qué dices, tío? You know, like, you're like, you're like offended they even asked you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be, but if I were offended, that's the one I would use. And then, all right, I've got a little bit more of a sentence to elaborate on the usage of a, a conditional jamás. All right, jamás comería a un perro. So I would never eat a dog. En serio? No lo has probado nunca? No lo has probado nunca? You've never tried it? Mm. Jamás quisiera perderme un buen perro en el plato. Right? <laughs> So this is, that's the other guy saying. I would never you, want to. You've never tried dog? 
dude, I would never want to lose the chance to eat some dogs. <laughs> this guy loves it. Right, and we've got future and conditional. In those two cases, we used Hamas. And uh, I can't tell you why that is, but for sure, they opt for Hamas in those cases. I feel like Hamas is definitely uh, a little bit more common in Spain. I feel like I feel like I heard that. I mean, again, and you could say a lot of times it is when it's this more emphasis, but I feel like it would definitely be over 50% of the time that I was hearing people say never feel like, especially in Spain out here, Hamas. And then when I was learning in, in America, in like high school, and then in, even in the university, I feel like I didn't hear Hamas quite as often. So again, maybe if you guys know if that's more of a Spain thing than a Mexico thing, we'd love to hear about that in the comments. If there's, maybe you're from a Spanish speaking country and you don't say Hamas in your country, love to hear about that too. Seems very interesting to me. Yeah, illuminate us, man. Oh. Always trying to find out a little bit more. Uh, do you got anything to add? Because I've got two more things of cool expressions. I think I'm pretty good. So uh, take it away. Sweetness. All right. So if you want to say almost never, this is a basic one. It's casi nunca. All right. Mm -hmm. um, never again, which shouldn't be confused with never ever. Um, never again is nunca más. So nunca más volveré a pisar in ese restaurante, right? So I'll never step foot again in that bar. And, so if, yeah, that right. and if you want to translate that one um, very literally, it's nevermore. That's the uh, quote the raven, nevermore. If you want to feel very Edgar Allan Poe, quote that one literally, nevermore. Guys, <laughs> huh. well, that's everything that I've got as far as never and ever, and I hope that we never ever have to cover this topic again, but it seems like to me that there's still some gaps and little holes that could be filled over time, so we're counting on some of the listeners to uh, shed some light on the topic. Alright, yeah, so I think that's it, but um, anyway, from both of us here at Dos Guiris Sin Guia, hasta nunca chicos! See you never! <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, we'll see you next week. Mike says hasta nunca, I say hasta ahora, sometime in between. <laughs>